What's up, everyone? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood and Relationships. I hope that all is well with you. And I'm praying that you and your loved ones are doing so great. And I have a wonderful guest with me today. And honestly, y'all, I'm excited to listen to her. Um, just really go ahead and encourage us singles in regards to our singlehood. Now, her name is Hannah Shermerhorn, but I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. Hannah. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. My name is Hannah Shimmerhorn and I recently wrote a book that is coming out on Valentine's Day. It's called A Single Life to Live. Um, and it's all about how you can go from being frustrated or upset or any basic, basically any negative emotion with singleness and take that and turn it into joy and happiness and contentment when we are single. So that is why I wrote the book. That is amazing. And y'all, I'm very excited to really just have this chat with Hannah. As you all know, um, we're approaching Valentine's Day and it's honestly sometimes not an easy holiday for us singles. And if you're tuning in, this episode is really for you. Um, again, I just want to go ahead and just allow Hannah to just really encourage us tonight. Give us the story in regards to how, um, you know, A Single Life, which is the title of your book, came to be. Yeah, so this has been a lifetime of learning probably to get here, but it really started when I was in college and I dated someone for most of college. And then toward the end of college, we decided that we wanted to take the next step and get married. So we got engaged, we planned our whole wedding. And then just a couple months before we were supposed to get married, I found out some news um, about an addiction that made it so that we could not move forward. And it was very hard because it was something I knew about, but we had talked about not getting married until we had kind of taken care of that and knew it was gone. And all of a sudden it was back and very, very bad and was being hidden from me. So I did a lot of just thinking and praying and hoping for an answer. And it was made clear to me that it'd be better just to call off the engagement rather than try to move forward with a wedding and everything like that. So just a few months before I was supposed to get married, I <laughs> called off the engagement and was thrown into singleness. And I was very, very upset about it. It was not something I ever thought I was going to experience again. Um, so I had a lot of anxiety and depression and things like that at the time. I did a lot of counseling when I started off, but then, uh, through basically six years of singleness, I suddenly realized that all of a sudden my circumstances hadn't changed. I was still single, but I was actually really, really happy, even though I was single, where at the beginning I was not happy at all to be single. Um, so I realized, you know, there's a lot of lessons that I had learned just from mentors and pastors and sermons and Bible studies and things like that that God had really used to change my heart. So I thought about writing a book about it, but it took a little bit of nudging and some time in my brain to really get to the point where I decided to write it. Um, I, I had all these thoughts and then I started meeting people as I traveled who had been through similar experiences as me. Um, one in particular was sitting on a plane next to a lady who had recently become a widow and she had married a guy who actually like worked on the shuttle to go to the moon and she had kids and all sorts of things. And she was obviously older and she's like, yeah, I need to get out there and start dating. 
And I'm like, what? You feel this pressure to date and like that you need to change your single status right now. And you're like, you've done all these things already. Um, so just talking to people like that and seeing what they're struggling with too made me realize that the struggles I had, a lot of people were going through. Um, and then it kind of took for me going to uh, a concert by John Foreman of Switchfoot and him talking about following his dreams and then kind of posing, what's your dream that you're going to follow? That made me realize yeah, I'm going to write this book. This is something that I really want to do. So that's how my book was born. It took about a year to write and then, you know, a couple of years to get published and come out. So I'm very excited that that whole journey that's almost been a decade is coming to this uh, book on Valentine's Day. My goodness, that's so amazing. Now, you said some amazing things um, in regards to the backstory of your book. I hope that you don't mind because I just want to go ahead and rewind some of the things that you just yeah, mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, go for it. One of the things that I love that you actually um, mentioned is that you went to God, right? When you discovered that the person that you were currently dating at the time, you were actually engaged to be married at the time, was dealing with an addiction, you didn't just keep that to yourself, but you brought it before the Lord. And that's really wonderful because I feel at times there's people, even though they were born in the faith, even though they were raised in a Christian household, they don't really um, see God as if he is that close to us. Like you have a literal intimate relationship with God. You can bring your needs, your concerns. Um, you don't need to bring like, for example, um, say to God, man, I have a bill that's due on the 15th and I have no money in my bank account. Lord, can you give me some miracle money? But you could actually approach God as well. Um, you know, with the desires of your heart when it comes to um, your relationships, who it is that you're dating. And so I'm glad that you actually searched the Lord. And it's because you searched the Lord, you had the peace now to really call off that engagement, which was not an easy thing, of course. But um, but I, be I believe that you had that peace to do so because you seek the, the Lord and he gave you his will. And at that time, his will was for you to call off the engagement. And now look at you you know, a full circle um, just happened for you in the way that God orchestrated it for you to write this book, A Single Life. Um, and as you mentioned, um, the widow that was sitting next to you, I believe, right, in the um, airplane, mm -hmm. she was actually, <laughs> she was actually a widow encouraging you to start dating. And that actually, you know, brought the thought to your mind, like, why, why is a widow is making me want to date or wanting to convince me to date? And so that's, that's very interesting to me as well to see how um, sometimes it's very hard for people to, you know, detach themselves from relationships because it's just so common in our society. Mm -hmm. so yep. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And um, now you said that, in fact, the book took you over a decade, perhaps to it took you one year, but it's like everything, like all the puzzle pieces puzzle pieces took like over a decade. Um, is there anything in particular that stood out to you during those times when you were just trying to like get the picture all together? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's my first chapter of my book, but one of the really big changes in my life was something that's super obvious, but it was a sermon that I listened to in church and it was just about our identity 
and um, not placing our identity in bad things or good things. And for me, I placed so much identity in my relationship status. And I didn't realize that until this sermon where, where I realized that, you know, I'd been placing all this stuff on myself because I was single. So I thought that meant that I wasn't chosen, I wasn't loved, I wasn't special, all of these things. But in reality, my identity was just that I'm loved by God. And that is just so empowering and so life-giving that, you know, whether we're single or in a relationship or wherever we are in life, it doesn't matter. God still loves us. That's who we are. Um, that was so eye-opening to me, and that was really the foundation that totally changed my perspective um, of moving forward and really growing and being happy with singleness. Because it's like, if God's, you know, God loves me, it doesn't matter what my relationship status is. But He cares about me. He has me here for a purpose. He has me here for a reason. So I can either be upset about it, or I can say, God has me here, and I trust Him. He's a better author for my life than I could ever be. Um, so I'm gonna try to make the most. Out of this and just enjoy this time that God has given me. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad that you actually got that revelation at that time. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting, again, how we can get so lost and so caught up in societal standards, right? Um, mm -hmm. That we forget, like you mentioned, our identity is in God. Yep. Truly, when you know your identity in God, it just revolutionizes your life. It radically changes you. It empowers you, as you mentioned, and it also deeply roots you to something, actually someone, which is God, that is immovable, that is eternal. And so even when our circumstances change, whether we are single, whether we're dating, whether we're you know, married or getting married, God is the only constant in our life. And it is important for us to be deeply rooted in him and to have our identity, identity deeply rooted in him. And I'm just glad that um, God was able to give you that revelation through that sermon. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, um, and it, it was good because it's like, you know, my whole life I know Jesus loves me, but to really let it sink in and see yourself that way, it makes a huge difference. And I wasn't doing that up until that point. It really does. It really does. Um, even me personally, like back in 2021, my key takeaway for that year um, actually was the love of God. Oh, nice. Literally the love of God. And so throughout the following year, which was the year 2022, um, it became like my theme. Like I even um, went ahead and produced several episodes just focusing on the love of God, even um, released a few blog posts talking about that because I feel like a lot of people, like you mentioned, you know, you know, Jesus loves you, but it didn't hit you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. since, it you, since it hit you, you're like, man, Jesus really loved me. <laughs> yeah, totally life changing again. <laughs> right, totally life changing. Um, mm -hmm. And it's his love, honestly, that allows us to love well, to love ourselves well, and to love other people well. You mm -hmm. know, and it's very important for us to really recognize that. Um, and so, yeah, so. Again, I love the title of your book. What made you decide to give that specific title? Yeah, I think when I started writing it, it just came to me. It originally was You Only Have a Single Life to Live, and then we shortened it as, as it got published <laughs> to A Single Life to Live, which is nicer on the cover and easier to say, too. Um, but I really liked the sense of, you know, as a single, there's that pun in there of a single life to live. Yeah, but I for caught me, it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but for me too, it's, you know, when you're single, you're in this place 
and you only have one life. So you can either make the most of it or you can be upset about it. So, you know, if you really want to make the most of what you're doing, you've got to think about it of like, this is my single life that I'm living and I have a choice of how I'm going to live it every single day. Um, so I wanted that kind of sense of urgency of, you know, this is this is one life. Take it seriously um, and, and really live out how God wants you to live out. That's that's a lot of what came out with the title. Amen. I love that because it actually reminded me of um, two scriptures that are really my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. I would say they're my top two. And that is Matthew 6, verse 33, and as well as Ephesians 2, 10. So Ephesians 10, it even tells us that we were predestined by God and Christ Jesus to do great works. And, and so overall, that is explaining to us that we have a God-given purpose. And purpose doesn't just begin in like, you know, in a relationship or in marriage. Purpose begins in your singlehood. Yes. I think it's very easy to think like, oh, my life will begin when I get married. But no, it's, it's happening right now. <laughs> you don't have yes. to wait. You don't have to wait. Oh my goodness. You don't have to wait. And I feel like as well, um, when you have that epiphany moment in your singlehood, you realize that everything that you're doing in your singlehood is going to elevate your marriage even more. Yes. You know? Yes, um, exactly. And yeah. it's like, yeah, working, the more you work on yourself, like two mm -hmm. individuals work on themselves when they come together, that makes it so much easier than to, I mean, no matter what, you're going to have brokenness and sin, yeah. but you can definitely take care and figure out a lot of that stuff before you come together and yeah, make things work so much better rather than carrying all of that weight. And then also thinking that you, you mutually need the other per person and you put all of that on them. That's not a burden that people should be carrying. You know, we only need God, not, not another person to complete us. Amen. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's great that you mentioned that because a lot of people believe that, you know, their spouse or their future spouse is their, is their, um, I would say their missing piece. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in reality, even when you read the word of God, you know, when Adam was classifying Eve or when he identified Eve, he said this, you know, this um, woman is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, you know, and in the manner that he was saying that to Eve, he literally saw Eve as his equal. There was nothing missing with Eve and there's nothing that could have been added to Eve to make her whole, to make her perfect. She was already perfect as she was presented to Adam. Mm -hmm. And so that's us with God as well. It is God who perfects us. It's God who makes, but the beauty of the matter is that when you in fact become united to another individual, you guys are not two single people uniting to become one whole person, but you guys are two whole individuals coming together to just glorify God even more and live a more abundant life. And so I'm glad that you brought that up, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely made a difference in my life. And now that I'm, I'm married, I see the difference between when I first became engaged, you know, before all this book writing and things like that. And I definitely kind of had more of that, oh, someone who's going to make me whole and complete me and, and all of those things. And now many years later, going into marriage and realizing this is my teammate, both of us are very independent and, you know, we can do everything with God on our own, but we're making the choice of we want to put the other person before us and, you know, spend 
our time caring about the other person and, and all of those things. I, my mindset has changed so much from all the things I learned in singleness to be able to bring to a relationship now. So I feel like it's very, very important to unpack and grow and do everything you possibly can in singleness, whether there's going to be marriage in the future or not. It's It's very important. I completely agree 100%. And this is why I'm just so glad that you wrote this book that, you know, you didn't allow fear or intimidation to stop you from writing the book because we need more books like this in our society. Like I mentioned um, prior, um, you know, even when you open up the TV, you don't really see they're promoting this type of healthy mindset um, concerning singlehood and as well as relationships, you know. You know, you have the bachelorette, you have the bachelor, you know, you have all these shows, Love is Blind and stuff like that. And you're like, man, like, why are people still watching these shows? Because yes. they're not really giving them the, the right input. But a book like yours is is great because it actually um, give people the advice, give people the encouragement that is necessary or that's needed to help them to go into that right route, which is, mm -hmm. you know, to have healthy relationships, you know, and to have a purposeful life and so yeah, exactly. And I think I was inspired a lot just by Christians who um, were very like positive and very strong in sharing beliefs about God. I'm a big fan of the Christian rock band Skillet. And when they come on stage, they're just like powerful and like God is good. And I wanted to bring that same energy to this book of like, God is really good in your singleness and we don't need to be timid about it. And we don't need to kind of hide it. Like God is doing amazing things with singleness and he's done it so many times in the Bible. Uh, and he's doing it definitely here today for all of us, you know, everyone who is single. So it's not something that I think we need to shy away from or be fearful of, which I was originally. Um, but then when I really started reading about it in the Bible, it's like, no, no, I can trust God. God's doing some great things. So I wanted that to come across in my book too, of like, this is a time where you can feel extremely empowered in the place you are in your life. Definitely. Um, I'd also want to um, just ask you this question, um, Hannah. During the time, again, like during the time when you were just, it was you and God and your singlehood, do you, do you think or would you say that in that season that God was actually, you know, building up more confidence and boldness in you? Yes, definitely. And it was not something that happened overnight. It was something that I would say happened probably over like six years for me to get to the point of of writing my book and feeling like I learned enough to write it. But yeah, I think really struggling. It was, I would say, the first time that I had my faith really tested. Like for so long, I had believed and things were fairly easy growing up. There were no huge challenges or nothing that really went wrong for me. But this was the first time in my life where something went drastically wrong, according to my plan, that is. Um, and I was really forced to trust God because my whole future, everything I had planned was suddenly wiped clean and I didn't know what I should do with my life. I was literally praying like, God, what is my purpose right now? I have no idea. I'm not getting married and you know, living the life I thought I was going to be doing. But God really showed me that I can trust him even though I don't know the plan. He has the plan. That's totally fine for me to not know it. Um, and that was something that I really needed to learn and helped me once I started learning that and practicing that. Just, you know, I'm not going to ever be able to predict the future. I can give my best guess, but that is totally fine because 
God can plan something way better and him knowing is way better than me knowing. So yeah, there is so much growth and so much learning and all of that. That is my goodness. That is really beautiful because, you know, when you're in it, <laughs> when you're in those seasons, yeah. oh my goodness, you feel like Joseph in the pit of darkness yes. and you have anyone to get you out. And you can't really figure out what good is coming out of that situation until you get out of it by God's grace. And you're like, wow, God was using this for my refinement. God was using this um, to, to make my character even become unbreakable to the mm -hmm. point where you reach this point in yourself where you're like, like you mentioned before, you know, knowing these things is beneficial as a single, whether you ever get married or not, because it makes you more aware of yourself. It makes you more aware of God. And it, again, allows you to have a stronger faith in God and have a stronger trust in God. And in that season, it looks like God was building your trust in him to a higher level. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, Hannah, because one of the things that I tried my best to allow my um, this day from the podcast is to really master our trust in God. Mm -hmm. you, you know, when you read the word, you know, a lot of people that the Bible classify as, you know, those with great faith were the, one, were the ones who mastered their trust in God, who trust their their God, whether it was good, whether it's whether it was bad, whether they were like Joseph in the pit, or whether they were like David, they finally were in the in the palace, in the king's palace, and had all this, you know, prestige and so forth. And so, I'm glad that you brought that that up, Hannah. Yeah, thank you. I I totally agree. Trusting God is such a hard thing, and I feel like the difficult circumstances can often make that better. It, it made it so much better for me because I never really had to trust God that much before. Like I trusted he loved me and he died for me and everything like that. But it wasn't until those life experiences really tested me that I had to put that trust to the test and then really rely on it because I had nothing else to rely on. But in that it was totally fine and helps with all my future experiences too of after that, everything seemed very easy whenever something would happen and it went wrong, so to say. It's like, oh, God got me in this harder thing before. So he clearly is going to get me through this, you know, this new experience I'm having right now too. Um, yeah. So I think that was just a really good foundation, that trust, you know, as you move to anything and it just keeps growing and building and, and helping no matter what comes your way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I'm excited to just um, talk about this portion of the episode, um, you know, just let us know the update of your life right now. You know, what is God doing new in your life? If you don't mind us knowing, if you don't mind us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got married in November. So not too long ago, it was kind of, yeah, funny timing for me because it took, you know, a number of years from me writing this book to coming out now. And I had the outro basically left of my book. And that's when I met the guy who became my husband. And at the time too, I was like, 
I'm writing a book about singleness. I'm not interested in dating. Like it doesn't make sense for me to be in a relationship or dating if this is what I'm doing. Uh, so my husband asked me out and I said, no, because I didn't think it was just the right time or anything. Like I didn't want to date. And then um, we both went to a wedding of our mutual friends and then he asked me to dance and we we talked the whole night and it was like, okay, maybe, maybe I should give this guy a chance. So it took me some time to be convinced of like, oh, I can be dating, I can be in a relationship when I am, you know, I've put all these years into supporting singleness and trying to uplift it and things like that. So God definitely has a sense of humor that uh, my book is now coming out right after I got married. So that's been fun. That was my goal too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been good. But I think besides that, um, I'm just learning a lot in stepping into a new world of what I'm doing. So before I was an electrical engineer, that's what I went to school for. Wow. Yeah. And that's why writing a book was kind of strange to me because it's like, this isn't what I went to college for. I'm doing this corporate ladder thing. Should I really be writing a book? That seems just like a distraction. But thankfully, God worked on me enough to realize that this would be worth it. Um, so a few months ago, I actually was able to quit my corporate job and start just doing wow. author stuff full time. Yeah. So I am learning. I'm stepping into this new world of, you know, social media and all of these different things that I never really had to do before. And in that, there's a lot of just constantly focusing back on God because I don't want it to be about me. It's not about what I've done. It is all about what God's done. And in writing my book too, I didn't want to put too much of myself in it. I want it to be, this is for you and God, not, not for me type of thing. So in everything I'm doing, it's learning how to do a lot of new things that I didn't have to do before and figuring out how do I still, you know, do that as a Christian and feel right about how I'm doing it and everything like that. So I think those are the challenges I've been, been working through a lot recently, um, especially with, with, you know, a book launch and, and figuring out all of that stuff. And I guess the other exciting thing is I just got a puppy. So that's, that's my fun <laughs> other update. <laughs> Hannah literally like, this conversation sounds like a Hallmark movie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, it's incredible to me that like, yeah, like 10 years ago, you know, nine years ago, all this stuff happened. And this is how God has worked it out. Like it's, God showed me little glimpses of this throughout the past few years. Um, I read about some of them in my book of him just taking, you know, days that would remind me of something really bad normally and turning it into one of the best days I ever had. So I got these little glimpses of like, look how God's working this out. Look at, you know, how your life, how your job, all these different things are different than what they would have been if everything happened that you had previously asked for. But now as I look at my life, it's like, wow, this, like, this is how God works out the worst experience I had to become something I never could have even imagined. And like, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to live, but this has not been, you know, I could live another lifetime of what I've lived and just see how God keeps on doing this stuff. So it's really, really cool to see. You, you, you've said several things just, just now that actually blew my mind because literally this is what I've been seeing as well. God been highlighting to me as well in this current season, just taking me back because I'm going to celebrate my birthday very soon next week. Um, oh, by his grace. Yeah. And so um, just looking back 14 years ago and seeing where I was and where I am now by his grace, I'm just like mind blown. 
yes. you know, and saying like how, you know, just one step of faith literally can open so many doors that you did not even knock on. And truly that's how God works. Even while you're sharing your story, Hannah, it's showing me the pattern of God, even when it comes to the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Joseph had the dream um, that maybe his brothers, right? And even his own parents would, you know, come come before him, right? Give him such honor and so forth. And they were confused. They were like, you, Joseph? Where are we going to give you honor? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even cool with you like that. But yeah. to see where God led him, right? God kind of led Joseph to his own type of wilderness to really refine him, to really, you know, reveal himself to Joseph even more. Mm-hmm. And just in one moment, God completely changed his life. But the thing about it is, is that, yes, in one moment, God can change your life. But it's the little puzzle pieces in between that that led up to that moment that just makes you just, again, mind blown. Just hearing your story, it reminds me of that story as well, the story of Joseph. Um, you know, it's really a story of redemption. You know, God redeemed what was lost and gave you even greater and so that is just wonderful. And I just glorified God as well um, for what he's doing in your life in this current season. You're completely in a new stage. So you're married and, you know, you're going full time as an author and as well as just figuring out social media and so forth. Um, that, that's amazing. That's really an estimate of your faith. And um, I just hope that you continue to continue to stay encouraged, Hannah. And again, I believe your book is going to be a blessing to all people of all ages, really, not just, um, you know, young women such as us, but even perhaps maybe that that woman who perhaps is in her um, mid-years, right, and trying to say to, to herself, you know, did God forget about me? When is going to be my time? You know, why do I have this desire? And it seems like it's not coming to fruition. Um, I believe that woman, when she reads your book and she sees how God was able to restore what was lost and gave you even beyond your imagination that could give her some more hope to remain encouraged to know that God did not forget about her. God remembered her and God will deliver right on time. And so, yeah, yeah exactly. Goodness. Yeah. That's what I'm praying to. I'm just praying like if it helps one person, it's totally worth it and see what God does with it. Definitely. And, um, you know, for example, like you writing this book because you see the fruit of obedience. Literally, like you shared, um, while you were just about to, I believe, write the outro, here comes your husband. <laughs> and yes. you're so confident. Yes. In, in, yeah, you're so confident in your identity. You're doing your thing and all of that. And this person shows up showing interest. And you're like, I don't want you to come here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And God, no, no, I don't need this. Yeah. And God is like, you know, you perhaps couldn't hear him, but he's probably like in heaven, like Hannah. I'm the one that brought him your way. I know what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you messing my plan up. And so that's, that's very interesting for real. Like you said, God has a sense of humor. And I'm just beyond blessed to be able to have had this opportunity to interview you because you said a lot of great gems. Um, and I'm taking notes as well. And I and I see that the Holy Spirit is actually speaking to you, you know, through you to us. Because there's so many things that you said that is parallel as well to what he's been talking to me about in this season. I believe for the listeners who are listening to this episode, uh, many of them could say the same the same thing. And so, um, Hannah, before we go ahead and just um, wrap up, I just want you to take this time to really 
just share some encouragement to certain singles who perhaps are currently in the season that you experienced in your past and, um, you know, and feel like they're completely discouraged or completely distraught. They feel like it's over for them and they just want to just settle for what's normal because the extraordinary seems out of reach. What words of encouragement can you give to them, Hannah? Yeah, I think the first thing that was really helpful for me in that time is just how much God sees them and cares about them and what they're going through. So the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead was a huge eye opener to me on that of Jesus, you know, his friend Lazarus died and Jesus went and raised him from the dead. But right before he raised him from the dead, he actually wept. And, you know, he knew that Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead. He knew that everyone was going to be so happy soon. But despite knowing that that happy ending was coming, he still felt what the people around him were feeling. He still grieved with them and felt what they were feeling. So for me, that really opened my eyes of God knows exactly what's going to happen in my life, even though I don't. But he promises he's going to work things out for good and all of that, whether I see that like I am in this lifetime or maybe, you know, as I die, I'll be like, oh, this is how it happens um, or after something like that. But even while I'm waiting for things to unfold God cares about what I'm going through. He's not just sitting up there like, oh, just wait, things will work out, you'll be fine. He actually cares about, you know, the loneliness, the frustration, the rejection, every single thing that you're facing as a single, every moment. He cares about that so much that he's, you know, crying with you and feeling it all with you. So I think just knowing that God, who is all powerful and so loving, is right there with you is a thing that really helped me a lot as I was experiencing stuff and able to talk to him about what I was going through and know that he cared about it. I think that's really a good foundational piece to, um, you know, kind of finding joy in singleness and things like that is first knowing just what you have in your relationship with God. My goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that, um, Hannah. I believe it's going to be very encouraging to those who are listening to this episode. I know for me, um, it's even encouraging me in this season and it's bringing so much confirmation, which I praise God for that. And um, I love that you said that as well. You used that story concerning um, Jesus knowing that Lazarus is going to die, but then he still had compassion um, in regards to him and his family who were just really you know, going through a hard season, you know, losing a loved one and not even knowing if there's any possibility for him to come back to life. But even though Jesus knew that possibility, he was still as close to them as ever before. And um, that's the reflection when it comes to our personal life with God. Sometimes we feel like God is not in our drought season, our dry season, you know, but he's literally right there. And over and over and over again, the scripture tells us that he goes before us. So literally before you enter a dry season or you enter a hard time, he already went ahead of you, prepared the way to make sure that you would have a glory moment just as he had a glory moment, you know, after he died for us on the cross for all of our sins. And so I'm so glad that you brought that up, Hannah. And um, before we go ahead and just bring the episode to a close, do you mind please sharing with um, our listeners, how can they in fact get your new book, A Single Life? Yeah. So you can find A Single Life to Live basically anywhere that books are sold online. So it's on Amazon, it's on uh, Target, Walmart, uh, Barnes and Noble. Basically, if you Google it, you should be able to find it. Um, otherwise, you can definitely go to my website, hannahshimmerhorn.com, and there's links to buy it there as well. 
Thank you so much, Hannah. It was such a pleasure speaking to you. And I really do hope that we're able to collaborate in the future, God willing. And there's something that I always say at the end of every episode. If you don't mind, you can go ahead and say it with me. And this is the um, this is a saying here. I'm going to go ahead and say it first. You can tag along if you want to. And remember, y'all, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice.